At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good morning. It is Point Spread Saturday here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you for the next two hours to preview the first full Saturday. Well, actually, the second full Saturday of 2022 and the final week of the National Football League's regular season. So let's let's just dive right into this. And we have a, a, a duo of NFL Saturday games kicking off. Your week 18, again, the first year with the extra regular season games, 17 games for every NFL team for the first time here in this 2021 season, as of course, as we're now into 2022. And let's start a mile high. The Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs, the Broncos, they're done. Their season is over. Just a matter of playing out this final game. Drew Locke is going to get the start for the Denver Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater still in concussion protocol three weeks after suffering that really horrible-looking concussion. And Locke has played since. has not played particularly well. Denver's offense has really struggled in the two games since losing to the Raiders and losing to the Chargers. Kansas City has at least something to play for today. Chiefs, if they win, and Tennessee loses as a double-digit favorite tomorrow against Houston... The Kansas City Chiefs, for the third consecutive year, excuse me, the fourth consecutive year, will have a bye, and for the third time in four years, would get the number one seed. Kansas City, with a win, would at worst clinch the two seed as well. Every year, Patrick Mahomes has been the starter in Kansas City. KC has either been the one or the two seed. Right now, it depends on where you're looking at this line. Some shops have 10.5. Most of the market now has moved up to 11 on Kansas City and Denver. Not much of a shock based off of what each team is playing for here. You're actually now seeing most of those 11s actually have been gobbled up, actually. You only have one 11 left on the board, mostly 10 and a half. Kansas City, like we, like I said, again, if they win, the they are worse to two seed as you look at the playoff picture in the AFC. If they lose, things can get a little bit weird here in the AFC picture because Cincinnati technically is not done for the one seed yet. Granted, Joe Burrow and and Jamar Chase and a lot of their good players, including Joe Mixon, who tested positive for COVID this week, will not be playing in this game tomorrow against Cleveland. Kansas City, though, of course, already clinched the AFC West. In this one, and I'm curious to see if this goes back to 11. I actually thought I was in the camp that this was going to get north of 11. 
maybe even get to 12, touch 12 and a half, 13 would have been way, would have been high in the end. But Kansas City at 10 and a half is tempting. Now I understand that teams that are eliminated from postseason contention playing teams that need to win for seeding or get-in purposes have covered the number over 60% over the last 15 years. But Kansas City, since Patrick Mahomes has become the number one quarterback in the city of Fountains, has owned the Denver Broncos. They've owned them. The Mahomes-led Chiefs have only cover, have, have covered every time but once in the matchups, in the seven matchups that he has played against Denver uh, since taking over the quarterbacking position. Of course, remember, he played that Week 17 game his rookie season, which Kansas City won on the road. KC had already locked up the AFC West crown. Of course, that was a year where they flipped around and lost to Marcus Mariota and the Tennessee, and the Tennessee Titans the final, fi- final week, or should say the first week of the NFL playoffs, the wild card week, the final game with Alex Smith as their quarterback. But for me, I would only look to Kansas City here in this one. I understand it's double digits on the road, especially with a good team defensively against them in Denver. And we've talked about this throughout the week on the network and uh, when I was in for Gil Alexander on a numbers game. The week to look out for Kansas City is next week in the wild card round. I'm not sure if this would would carry over to the divisional round if they somehow got the one seed of Tennessee choked against the Texans. But up until, well, even including last week with with the Raiders, starting in the week that Denver beat Dallas in shocking fashion, every opponent from Dallas on, so we're talking seven weeks back at this point, the opponent of the Denver Broncos the following week exceeded their team total by almost nine points the next week. So teams have come out after struggling against a good Denver defense, maybe a little bit different for the Chargers since Denver had seven starters on the COVID list last week. But if Kansas City has a slow offensive game here and they struggle even though they win, you may be looking for them to have a big game the following week in uh, in the wild card weekend against whoever the opponent may be, whether it be the Chargers, whether it be the uh, Oakland or the Las Vegas Ra- Raiders, or whether it be the uh, the Indianapolis Colts, whoever they may draw in the wild card weekend. Again, Kansas City, ha- after being on a run of really a year and a half long of not covering the number, has covered the number six out of their last seven games. And the uh, the one thing too that we have to monitor with Kansas City that we've talked about on the network, they have been significantly better offensively in these games. Of course, we saw the lull in the middle of the season where they were really struggling to move the ball. And KC now in their last four games have gone over. Granted, their totals have come back to the pack a little bit because of how well their defense has played. So I would look at, again, it's a little bit tough here with this total, 45 and a bad offense on Denver's side. I would probably look to bet the under here. Again, this total has gone up. The only thing I will say, this game is a standalone game starting 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific. You you know what happens in these standalone games. They get bet over more times than not. So maybe wait, see if you can get a better number than 45, of course, a key number on a total, and maybe come under on a total for Kansas City and Denver. Let's go to the late game, which is a little more complex tonight. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys in the city of brotherly love. The Cowboys have already clinched the NFC North, the the NFC East, I should say. The Eagles have already clinched a playoff berth. Again, a team that had a win total of six and a half, not anticipated to be particularly good this year. 
and yet here they are in the postseason here in, 20, in the 2021 season. The Eagles and the Cowboys both dealing with COVID outbreaks. Even though Philadelphia looks like they're going to get most of the players back off the COVID list that went on earlier in the week. And you look at this game, no Micah Parsons, no Tyron Smith for the Dallas Cowboys. Those are the two big names that were on the COVID list late in the week. So you are not going to see either of them play in this one. Dallas, there's really not that much seeding you can really shift with. They would need a little bit of help from other teams in order to move up. Arizona, if the Rams lose and Arizona wins, they can't hop Arizona based off the tiebreaker from last week. If Tampa wins, Dallas can't hop them. They really can't hop Tampa anyway because Tampa has the tiebreak all the way back to week number one of the NFL season. This number now is difficult because we have seen plenty of movement in this game. We saw it open Dallas three and a half. Moved all the way to seven, seven and a half, based off the Eagles' COVID outbreak. That the reports and the uh, the players being moved to the COVID list came out on Monday, and then the line jumped back after the string of positives on Dallas on Thursday. So you're sitting right now at four, so only a a half point higher than what it opened at. The total's been bet down a point and a half now at 43. You're seeing some 43 and a half come back in. Again, I think the strategy on this game is very similar to what we what I have on the other game from a total perspective. You look to, to see if this total gets bet up because, again, standalone NFL game, it's the only – it's going to be the most bet game of the day probably just because of the way of the schedule. And, of course, you have two very public teams here in Philadelphia and Dallas – I'm going to wait and see if this total gets back to that opener 40, even if it gets to 44, forget if it gets the, the hook back on at 44 and a half. I would look to bet this game under for Dallas and Philadelphia. I'm just not certain of, again, what Philly's going to do. Nick Sirianni's played it pretty close to the vest on what exactly they're going to do, how long Jalen Hurts will play in this game. The only concern with that is Gardner Minshew, we know, can move the ball. For Dallas, why would you bother with Dak Prescott for more than a half here? Let Cooper Rush play. I've already seen Cooper Rush win a game on the road in primetime this year. I wouldn't. I would not push it if I were Dallas. I would be looking to bet the looking to play my starters that are in this game about a half, and that would be all I would do if I was Dallas and get ready for Arizona or the Rams, which are the two likely opponents who. Be fascinating to see where those lines come down for next week and wild card weekend. Of course, Arizona closed a five and a half point dog last week in Dallas and won the game outright. Maybe looking at three and a half of that one if that's the matchup. If the Rams handled their business against the 49ers, and if they don't, then a matchup with the Rams and the Cowboys, that would be an interesting one, especially with the way Matthew Stafford has really struggled over these last few weeks. Potentially get right against the 49ers, but we know the 49ers have owned the Rams over the McVay and Shanahan era. Shanahan has won his last five against the L.A. Rams coached by Sean McVay. We'll plenty of previews of the entire Week 18 slate as we go along here on the show today. And again, we have a great show lined up for you the whole way through on Point Spread Saturday. Eric Edholm in 20 minutes time. We're going to get his thoughts on what I think is a wide-open AFC playoff picture and, again, a fascinating Week 18. The first Week 18 in NFL history from a regular season perspective. 
as again the first season with the 17 game regular season and we'll we'll talk to Pete Futek as well next hour because when we come back the college football playoff final in Indianapolis is just a little over 48 hours away now Alabama Georgia for the second time in six weeks where's the action been since this line opened uh, a week ago and there are props now we have props with player props for the national championship game in Indy between Alabama and Georgia. We'll break those down next as we roll along on Point Spread Saturday, live from the South Point here in Vegas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. VSEN has a great new offer to help you make 2022 your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Dance special provides VSEN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to vsin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of our most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit vsin.com slash big deal that's vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today it is point spread saturday here on vcin i'm jeff parles happy to be with you eric get home with us in 15 minutes from now we'll have plenty of nfl chatter with eric but what i want to go with here monday indianapolis indiana the College football championship game, the college football playoff national championship, number one Alabama, number three Georgia. We saw this matchup in Atlanta just uh, just a measly five weeks ago. And, of course, we saw the Georgia Bulldogs, who went into that game 
really is the unquestioned number one team in the country. Hadn't been challenged at all. We're giving up going into that game a little over a touchdown a game, which is really just incredible when you think about it. They gave up 41 that day. Alabama stomped them 41-24. It was just a brilliant outing and what was an outing that essentially clinched the Heisman Trophy for Bryce Young. Young was 26 of 44 for 421 and three touchdowns. Bama had the 24-second 24-point second quarter and never looked back in that one at uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. And you look at the way that both of these teams played in the S- in, after the SEC title game in the following week against uh, their opponents in the college football playoff. Alabama really was, they really just did all they needed to. They knew Cincinnati didn't have the athletes to really play with them, especially Cincinnati's offense to play against that defense. I thought Cincinnati's defense played pretty darn well. They pressured Young. They made him uncomfortable. But in the end, because Cincinnati couldn't move the ball and the Bearcats averaged a measly three and a half yards a play, Alabama could comfortably move through and handle their business against the Cincinnati Bearcats. They averaged six and a half yards a play, so... Those are pretty good numbers as well, 27 to 6. Georgia, that game was over, what, about (laughs) about 90 seconds in? That was one of those where if you bet Michigan and you saw that opening drive for Georgia, it's like, well, it might be time to get the the New Year's champagne ready because I need something to feel good about myself with, uh, with the way that that looked. And Georgia was dominant, absolutely dominant. They made Michigan, who I thought was capable of beating Georgia and winning the national championship, they made them look like an FCS team. The Just the skill difference, the speed difference between a legitimate Big Ten champion and Georgia was jarring. Now you've seen actually just so a little bit of movement overnight on this game because this was three most of the day yesterday. Now we're starting to see come back to the opener, two and a half. 52 is the total. Bam on the money line was plus 130 just 48 hours ago. Now plus 120. Consensus, Georgia still minus 140 on the money line. This game, I'm I'm going a little against convention here in the way of correlation because normally you would look at a dog and under and favorite and over. And I, I, the way this, this game I expected to play out is if Alabama wins, this game goes over. If Georgia's going to cover and win, This thing's going under. And that's the way at this moment that I lean. I really think that that game in the SEC title game was more just Georgia. They lost focus for a day. They were already in the playoff. To them, maybe one and three was not a big difference. In the end, it ended up not being a big difference because guess what? They're in the national championship game. The biggest difference is that Alabama's here instead of someone else, because if Georgia had won that game, Alabama might have been knocked out altogether. But the t- I think I like the total under 52 more than I like Georgia laying the two and a half. I will say, wait this out. This is kind of like what we saw, what are we talking about in the NFL games today? Wait it out, wait, wait, and let the, the public come in and hammer these games over. And now I look, I don't know how much higher than 52 and a half we can get there. But I would look to bet this under 52. If you get to 52 and a half, definitely. Somehow you get 53 or anything more than that. Also bet the under as well. That would be the way I would look at it. Passing props. 
Of course, in the spotlight here, the Heisman Trophy winning Bryce Young and Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett was so good against Michigan. After having really, even though he threw for 300 yards and then loss against Bama the first go, really just a mediocre performance. The performance that we were worried that would happen to Bennett at some point in this run to a potential title for Georgia. 313.5 is the number on Young for passing yards, 244.5 the number for Bennett. These numbers, of course, from DraftKings. Two and a half on the touchdowns for Young over one overs plus one thirty under minus one seventy. Bennett one and a half minus one thirty over under even money. I'd like to see if there's an alt passing touchdown number on Young at one and a half. That would I think would be the way I go. The big difference to John Mechie's not in this game, of course, towards ACL in the SEC title game. I don't think you're going to see wide receivers running free for Alabama like you saw in that SEC title game. I expect a different offensive game plan. Excuse me, a defensive play. Well, I expect a different offensive and defensive game plan from Georgia. Georgia. Just Just a complete game plan that is different. I expect a little more exotic blitzing because that worked for Cincinnati. Just getting pressure, making Young uncomfortable. And Young did not have a particularly great game in that game. That was Brian Robinson on the ground who owned Cincinnati. So I expect a completely defense, a completely different defensive game plan from the Georgia Bulldogs in this one against Alabama. So Young, 313 and a half. The only issue with that is if Bama falls down and they're throwing, 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 you might get a you might get you might get backdoored on that one. So I'm a little more cautious, but I do like Again, I don't like laying a dollar seventy on a under two and a half, but maybe look at an alt one and a half if you can find it on Young at a plus number. That would be the way I would look at that. Uh, we'll go to receiving props here first before getting to the the rushing props. Jamison Williams' number is ginormous. The stud for Alabama, or actually, we could we could look at the rushing props first here. Uh, Brian Robinson at sixty four and a half. Of course, the highest one in the game is Amir White at 46.5, James Cook at 42.5, and And then Trey Sanders, you see, at 19.5. Bennett's got a 13.5. I would look to bet Cook under 42.5. That would be the way I would do it. I would expect Cook to be a bigger threat in the pass game for Georgia, like we saw in the semifinal against Michigan. Brian Robinson's number feels about right at 64.5. You can't anticipate that Robinson is going to have anywhere near the game that he had against Cincinnati. Georgia's defense just significantly better and more physical than the Bearcats. Robinson at 25 carries for 198 yards. Somehow didn't score a touchdown in that game. Uh, Eight yards a pop. He was brilliant. Trey Sanders, by the way, went way over that 19 and a half in the semifinal as well. 15 carries for 73 yards for Trey Sanders. Uh, Of receiving-wise, Jamison Williams, 112 and a half, giant number. Giant number for one of the best wide receivers in the country. Uh, Brock Bowers, of course, the tight end for Georgia, who is really just a monster at this point. 66 and a half is what you're looking at. Ja'Cory Brooks, 45 and a half. Slade Bolton, the slot receiver for Alabama at 39 and a half. The one that I would look at is George Pickens at 30 and a half. I would look to bet that over and bet his receptions over two and a half. Someone other than Bowers is going to have to have a big game for Georgia. And I I just think it's going to be Pickens here. I'd also look to James Cook over 20 and a half. 
receiving yards as well. Should be a fun game on Monday night. It should be close. I know there's SEC fatigue. Even I was a little uh, fatigued by, uh, with, the, with the way those semifinals went. I was like, we're really getting this again? But in the end, these were the two best teams in college football for most of the year, even with the, the, uh, the dents in the armor that Alabama had a good chunk of the year. But Georgia was clearly the best team most for 12 games. Just had one off day in Atlanta, and we'll see if they can vindicate themselves with a uh, win against Alabama. Also, two rematches in bowl games, since it's technically a national title game. Teams have been quite good straight up in rematches after losing the first one. In the last 10, 7-3 and three straight up for teams rematching in bowl season after playing in the regular season at some point. Of course, Alabama was in a pretty high-profile one of these twice. These two teams, or excuse me, the uh, last one with Bama was, of course, the final BCS National Championship game where Bama beat LSU 21 to nothing. Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports can be breaking down week 18 in the NFL next here on VSIN. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcast and get the Beating the Book pod with Gil Alexander. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we have Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, a numbers game, Coast to Coast, Coast to Coast Hoops with Greg Peterson, the Wide World of Wine Garden, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Point Spread Saturday here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you. And now with us, covers the NFL for Yahoo Sports. It is Eric at home. Eric, thank you for being with us bright and early today. Let's just dive right in. Week 18, just like uh, the old Week 17, where you have about half the league playing for something, half the league playing for nothing. When you look at this slate, how do you usually look at the final week of the season trying to evaluate these teams that really have nothing to play for. Yeah. I mean, you have to figure out, you know, are they, are they playing their starters? Are they potentially playing them for part of the game? Are they, you know, is, is there, is there pride on the line? You know, is there a head coach fighting for a job? You know, all these different factors that, that determine, you know, how much effort's going to be there. Have the players checked out, you know, is, is it, you know, I almost look at a situation like, the, 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 the two head coaches in peril going up against each other up in Minnesota, you know, Mike Zimmer, Matt Nagy, you know, I don't know. There's an argument to be made that maybe the bears had their big breakout game last week. Right. And they got to sort of give Nagy a, a send off at home. Maybe this week is Zimmer's turn, you know, in terms of thinking how game flow could go or how hard the bears players or Vikings players are going to go. So, you know, it's going to be unique to every single situation, obviously, but, um, you know, like the Packers saying, okay, we're going to play our starters. I highly doubt, you know, that that, that Aaron Rodgers is going to be in there looking for a, a fourth-quarter game-winning drive, right? So, obviously, there's there's going to be some games where they may start, but they're, not, they're going to be out of there pretty quickly. Eric, let's start with a game that we know uh, we know has importance on both sides, and that's the 49ers and the Rams. 
49ers opened six and a half point underdogs. Now they're down to four and a half at most spots, even some four out there. Now, totals 44 and a half. I, I know this really, for me, the whole handicap here comes down to who ends up playing quarterback for San Francisco. If it's Garoppolo, even a little more, even if he's compromised, I still think that he would give San Francisco a better chance of beating the Rams for the second time this year than what we saw with Trey Lance last week against Houston. Yeah, and, and at the same time, I mean, you know, Kyle's had success against this Rams team, mm-hmm. you know, with, with a couple different guys. And so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how this game plays out. Obviously, they need a win or, or miss out potentially. Um, it's one of the better games of the week. Obviously, you know, the, these two coaches, I think there's, you know, there's a friendship there, but obviously a little bit of a personal rivalry too, and, and it's kind of a fun deal. But you're right, it boils down to the quarterback position and what you can get out of it. And, you know, Lance had some some moments last week. There's no doubt. It took him a while, but eventually he opened up a little and, you know, slung some passes that, that made you think, okay, this is why he was taken third overall, right? The overall stats, not all that impressive, but certainly finished stronger than, than he looked initially. So, you know, for Tim, you've got – possibilities in the run game that open up if it's jimmy you know it's probably going to be a little bit more of an efficient passing game overall Uh, but you know he's capable of having those those rough patches too so yeah i mean it's a tough team to figure out i thought they were a preseason quality i mean you know preseason super bowl quality team without the quarterback position set you know i almost felt the same about the denver broncos but with the 49ers i thought you know I don't love Garoppolo, but I love almost everything else. And, you know, they, they kind of weathered their way to this spot. I'll be fascinated to see how they close it out. Eric, at home with us right now on Point Spread Saturday. Eric, uh, you actually kind of uh, led me into my next question because as we look through Week 18 and we fast forward to next week and, of course, the Super Wild Card Weekend, of the teams that are currently in those wild card positions in both conferences – what team do you think is most set up to make a run? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously it wouldn't be hard to suggest that the you know Kansas City Chiefs, even after the loss last week, could could you know do some damage. And I think more people are on the Bengals train now. You know, even though if you kind of look at that game last week, it was you know Jamar Chase going absolutely nuclear and and about seven penalties for for the Chiefs that really kind of helped you know grease the wheels for that victory. If you're looking for somebody a little bit off the map, I mean, obviously Cowboys after last week, I would say some of their luster has been worn off. But when I look back at that that game last week against Arizona, yes, it gave me hope that Arizona could be competitive. Maybe they get J.J. Watt back. But what my one of my takeaways was Dallas played so poorly and yet still had a chance at the end of the game to win. And, and it was, you know, this is no slouch of a team, even though the, the you know Cardinals had lost three in a row. It, it, they didn't get the formula they want, right? I mean, the, the turnovers defensively is what they seek, and that's really how they thrive. If they get two, they, they tend to win games. If they get three, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of over. So if they can get back to taking the football away, they have a chance. Buffalo is another team that I think some people have maybe kind of nudged to the side a little, even though they've gotten back on track. I think most people feel like, okay, you know, it's going to be someone else in a, in a loaded AFC. But I'm not ready to quit Buffalo. I'm really not. And so I'm, I'm still, I'm kind of sticking on them after kind of backing them in the preseason as a two bowl team. And I know it's been up and down. I know it hasn't been perfect, but they don't give up a lot of points and they've got Josh Allen. That's a pretty good combination in my mind. 
Buffalo, of course, for this week, big favorites over the Jets at uh, 16 and a half right now. And, of course, if Buffalo wins and Cincinnati loses, Buffalo will move up to the three seed. Erica, w- yeah. what, team in, what team in the playoff picture do you think is most likely to disappoint, though? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have started with Tennessee. Maybe they think that, you know, the, the record is, is misleading. I don't think so. I think Brable's too good a coach, you know, and they're potentially getting Derrick Henry back, you know, maybe with the wrong matchup or something, and you know, that, that happens. But I would say Cincinnati has to be a candidate. And I'm, it stinks to say that because, you know, I've been such a fan of what they've done. I, I condoned taking Jamar Chase over an offensive tackle. I felt like Burrow was – you know, going to change the face of this franchise, and he has, right? But defensively, they're leaky. They're, they're, you know, early in the year, we saw some promise with this group. I'm worried about that side of the ball. I'm worried about the hits Burrow takes. One, you know, one wrong hit, and he's out of the game, and, and they're, they're done for. So I feel like they've almost sort of had their coming out party with the win over Kansas City, and that, you know, not anything they do with gravy, but I just sort of feel like their long-term potential isn't real strong in my mind, but Oh, I hope they prove me wrong. I really do because they're a fun team, and I enjoy watching them. No, I, on the I'll... other side, yeah. No, I was just gonna say the only other, the only other team on the other. I, I, Tampa Bay feels like, you know, obviously the expectations are Super Bowl or bust. So anything shy of that is gonna probably be disappointing. So I have to pick them just out of, you know, I guess Green Bay could be in that in that category too, though. I, I, I on Cincinnati, I. I... I see eye to eye with you, Eric, because okay, they they are they are the team that I would love to look. If they made the Super Bowl, I think we'd all have a lot of fun because of the way they play. But if they, story, draw, yeah. if they if they draw Indy, which is a possibility in the first round, if they yeah. win, and it doesn't matter what Buffalo does as long as Indy doesn't blow that game as a as a fourteen and a half, fifteen point favorite against Jacksonville, you can't really draw up a worse matchup for Cincinnati in the first round than what the Colts do. Right, right, exactly. You know, be able to control the ball, run the, you know, run the ball, and, and say take the, you know, the clock off. It obviously wouldn't be that long a trip for them. You know, be uh, I've made that trip in about ninety-two minutes, I think, before. So uh, that would certainly cut down on, uh, you know, on, on any inconvenience and whatnot. And and I think just, you know, that there seems to be. I mean, the Colts obviously still got to take care of business in week 17 or week 18, excuse me. But, um, and you know, they, they've been a little shaky at times, but you're right. I mean, they can, they can ram the ball down your throats and, you know, get just enough in the play action passing game defensively. They can swarm and give you lots of different looks. They can pressure. I mean, it, you know, what they did to new England was, was I think what they could, could try to do to Joe Burrow uh, and what, 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 you know, what kind of made Mac Jones uncomfortable for a half. So, yeah, I would, I would say that you're right. That's, that's probably the matchup that can give them fits. Erica, we have about 30 seconds here. Uh, just the, in the, uh, the season-long awards, do you think that there's going to be anything surprising when those come out a month from now? Yeah, Coach of the Year probably is going to be the most surprising. I would, you know, because there's, there's – I don't know. There are about four or five legitimate candidates this year. I mean, I would argue Vrabel should be in the in the discussion. I would argue Sean Payton should. I know he's not going to win it, but you know, if we truly look at at who does the best job with the situation they've been handed, who's done better than Payton? Honestly, I mean, I mean, you know, there's maybe one or two guys who could. Matt Lafleur is certainly in the conversation. You know, Zach Taylor for the success Bengals have had. 
I feel like that that award is going to be the biggest surprise. MVP could end up just one of the quarterbacks that we that we debate every single week. Of course, absolutely. He's Eric at home. Get him on the tweets at Eric underscore at home. And, of course, he covers the NFL for Yahoo Sports. Eric, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk again soon. Good hearing your voice, buddy. Talk to you soon, man. Absolutely. Coming up next on Point Spread Saturday, we look at props with incentives. That's next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Point Spread Saturday is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all of the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head over to zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine and nicotine is an addictive chemical. It is Point Spread Saturday here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Barles. Happy to be with you. Let's dive in to some fun here. Cash incentives for week 18 of the NFL season. Now, of course, we know contract incentives are a big deal. We've seen we've seen in more recent years, I think teams be more willing to let these these players hit these incentives. In the past, you would get, oh, we're going to sit our guy to make sure he doesn't get, get the extra money. But we've seen more uh, teams and players hit these incentives, at least seemingly over the last few years. 
All right. Let's let's look at this. We'll work our way from bottom to top here. Cause the top is we're, we're, the top of the screen is a lot of money. Rex Burkhead, who by the way, for some, I, I would imagine some of until Burkhead's giant game against the Chargers two weeks ago, I'm sure there were plenty of people out there who are casual watchers of the league who were like, wait a second, Rex Burkhead is still in the, still playing? And, of course, Burkett had the huge game against the Chargers. And that's the only reason he's even somewhat close to this. 123 total yards for to earn $125,000. Let's put it this way. I'm going to be looking to different guys for prop bets over Rex Burkett here. Now I'm going to be looking to bet an over on his total yardage, which uh, will, will be interesting to see where that breaks down. A.J. Green, a lot needed on the receptions. He needs 10 catches to hit a $250,000 bonus. A.J. Green receiving yards, though, is one you may be able to look at. A.J. Green, 75 yards, would get him 250 k Now that's one you may want to look at. Of course, Seattle, their defense isn't particularly good. Arizona's a lot to play for, so they'll play it straight up. A.J. Green right now at DraftKings is at 53-and-a-half receiving yards. That's one I don't mind going over. So look at A.J. Green on the over-receiving yards right there. Marvin Jones, boy, what a terrible year it's been for the Jags, but Marvin Jones needs four catches to make a half a million on that, on his uh, incentive. Jones, receptions. See, now this is one that's baked into the number here. Marvin Jones is three and a half over minus 190 at DraftKings. I don't mind betting that. I really don't. But I think that's a tough one to to lay the dollar ninety, especially with, I mean, look, Trevor Lawrence has really been a disaster the last 10 weeks of this season. Really been a mess. I don't think that's worth betting on. Now this is the fun one. Look at the insane game that Gronk has to have in order to reach his up to a million and a half in incentives. Gronk needs seven catches, 85 yards, and three touchdowns. Right now, there is no prop on Gronk receptions up yet at DraftKings. There is a receiving yards, though. Gronk is at 65 and a half minus 130 over. Now... That's not, again, remember the, the one thing, it is a, a 30 cent straddle. So my, if you're new to betting, which, by the way, welcome to the 21st century, the state of New York, mobile betting active as of this morning. 65 and a half minus 130, I actually don't think is that terrible, all things considered on Gronk. Betting that over. To score an anytime touchdown, Gronk, who needs three in order to get the half million, Gronk is at plus 650 first score and plus 110 any time. That is a very low number on a tight end. Plus 110. That's that's tough. That's really tough in order to uh, bet that. Gronk, two plus touchdowns, only plus 650. So there is absolutely an awareness of what Gronk needs to hit in these numbers. Hassan Reddick also in this game as well. Uh, no numbers right. Uh, excuse me. There is a number right now. Uh, no, not yet. Actually, no number yet on Reddick Sachs. He needs two to reach a million dollar bonus. 
Chris Jones needs ASAC to make uh, a million and a quarter. And then this is the fun one. The Buffalo Bills need to win technically to clinch the AFC East. They're a 16.5-point favorite against the New York Jets, who have the worst defense in the National Football League. Stephon Diggs needs six catches and 231 yards receiving. If he gets six catches and has a historic day, Stephon Diggs is going to make an extra $3 million. Now, prop-wise, Stephon Diggs' yard total is 74.5 at DraftKings, even juice both sides. And then receptions, now this is the route I would go. Because even though he needs six, DraftKings currently dishing a six and a half even money over. I actually kind of like the Jets to cover the number. The only concern here is the weather in Buffalo is not going to be particularly great tomorrow. You're going to have sustained 20-mile-an-hour winds in, in Orchard Park. And Allen has not been himself in inclement weather at home this year. We saw it against Miami. He didn't play particularly well. We saw it, obviously, in the Monday night game against New England where he did not play well in those gale force wins. He didn't even play that well last week against Carol, or excuse me, against Atlanta in the inclement weather that was there in western New York. So that would be the only concern for Diggs that, uh, of course, maybe if he, makes, if he gets to six, that Buffalo is so far out in front that they don't even bother keeping him in the game. So those are the ones to look at. The one I would look at, though, is I would look at Gronk over receptions. And I would look at Gronk once that pops, and I would look at Gronk over receiving yards. Carolina's season is done. They look like they have completely given up. I would not hesitate to bet those. I would hesitate to bet Gronk that scored three touchdowns, though. That I would, because the two-touchdown number is not even good, plus 650 is an extraordinarily low number on two touchdowns. By the way, Tampa's an eight-point favorite in this game against Carolina. Doesn't that feel like low-hanging fruit, that that number, where if Tampa plays all out, they beat Carolina 32-6 to two weeks ago? I don't know how Carolina stays in the game if Tampa plays their guys the whole way. So, I, again, that's... That's the the dangers of Week 18. You don't know exactly what these teams are going to do that already have divisions wrapped up and they're only playing for seeding. And especially if the Rams are playing at the same time as the Rams. If the Rams are controlling the game against the 49ers, I wouldn't expect Tampa to really make that big of an effort in the second half. We might see a bunch of Blaine Gabbard. Who wouldn't love to see that? (laughs) I know I wouldn't. But uh, look, in the end here, I'm curious to see how – a few of these markets that haven't opened yet open up and be aware of that. The the cash incentives for reaching statistical milestones is something to monitor now here in week 18. It was something to monitor in the past since uh, we start seeing more and more prop numbers out there, but now definitely worth looking at throughout this week from betting from a betting perspective here in the final week of the regular season. Speaking of the final week of the regular season, there are playoff implications abound. Will be it'll be interesting to see teams that are just playing for seeding how they play it out. We already know Cincinnati is not going to play Joe Burrow and not going to play a whole bunch of their starters. Of course, they had a little they had a COVID outbreak earlier in the week. Joe Mixon, Trey Hendrickson, key players that were thrown on the list. 
you're going to have to monitor that this this week here in Week 18, and we're going to look at the AFC and NFC playoff pictures, the implications of each game, and what I think we're going to end up with. What I'll tell you, we're going to end up with the most wide-open AFC field that we've ever had, at least in recent memory, where all seven teams, assuming one game happens in the fashion I expected to, to actually occur. That's what we're going to break down next. The AFC, the NFC, one week to go. What do I think the playoff picture is going to end up being? And what do I think is going to end up happening throughout week 18 and beyond? That's next. Point spread Saturday rolling along here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.